welcome, one and all. You've just discovered Tom and Topher podcast experiment. First word in entertainment, tainment, tainment. We explore the mysteries of the universe, our minds, and much more. So come along with us to the edge of all that is possible. What's up, guys? What's up, Chris? Hello, Thomas. We're live. We're ready. What's up? Happy October, everybody. Happy, happy scary season. I don't know if you're allowed to say spooky season anymore. Why not? You know why. Everyone says spooky season. There was a there was an October where they were like, no more spooky season. It's a racist term. Mm, I know that. Yeah, whatever. I don't know anything about that. But <laughs> <laughs> everyone says spooky season, and I'd never heard that before. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't like that. I didn't like that people were attacking me for something that I love. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't in like. In fact, th- I don't think anyone does. I don't. In fact, I don't think that I like that people do that with a lot of things that I love. Right. Like it's a personal attack. This there there is a massive community of people who are attacking people just for simple little things like that that yeah. really don't. Um, it's not racist, right? No. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not a, at all. It's like just because it sounds like a racist term. There, context sounds, is important, right? So, and that that group of people you're talking about is cancel culture. Cancel culture. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it right now. Not at all. You know, it's, sorry. What? It's uh, <clears throat> the people that you see doing it are those who are obviously having a lot of issues in their own life. And so they are then taking it out on others and they're finding any little way to make themselves feel better and righteous. Yeah. And they get high off of that. Yeah. You feel important. Like I, I want to do that too online all the time. Hey! You shut your mouth about the thing that I love. That's so ignorant you say. It's so ignorant. How so- dare you? Especially now with the, with the presidential election. But the thing is, is like, I'm having such a hard time because I'm on nobody's side that I'm just getting mad at everyone. Mm-hmm. I hate both of these people right. with a passion. You feel like a man without a country. <sighs> yes. And it's just complete madness. Yeah. Like, there's no one see no one to be proud of right now. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone see this? Like, what's the word? Idiocracy. Just horseshit. Like, unless. Everyone's on a side, and the ones who aren't on a side are silent. Mm-hmm. So nobody, uh, nobody's getting this. What we're saying, like nobody's, every, like even if you are people like us, that p- people will go back to certain episodes and pick little things that make us seem like we support the people they support, mm-hmm. and they'll go, "Oh, I like that." And then the moment you don't support that person, they go, but what about this episode? And a lot of people, a lot of people build up in their minds. Like I'm sure a lot of conservatives truly believe in their minds that Joe Rogan is a conservative Mm -hmm. individual because he has an American flag on the, on the back in his studio. America. Steer horns or whatever that is. Steer horns. And, and, uh, he likes to hunt. So that means he hates black people and, <laughs> and that he agrees with everything Trump says. Right. It's insanity. And you can tell when people speak out like that. They don't know. They haven't watched a single episode of his. 
And uh, I'm not trying to be a Joe Rogan apologist here. I just, I'm a big fan. I love the guy. He's definitely been an inspiration for many podcasters, including us. And for me, beyond um, podcasting, because like the book recommendations that I've gotten off there and just like the ideas that have come into my life, um, a lot of which have come from that show. All the um, different um, like aspects of Eastern spirituality. Like Graham Hancock. Yeah, Graham Hancock. Like that. If you haven't heard of Graham Hancock, which if you were watching this, you should, or listen to us, you should. I just feel like the show, the longer I watch it, the more I'm watching the mysteries of the universe unravel. Yeah. You know, not to like be hyperbolic, but. Um, there's a lot of things about like ancient civilizations that they talk about on there. And it's like, it's good information. It's not just like a yeah. uh, conspiracy theory podcast or UFO yeah. podcast where they're just, they're trading like um, Polaroids of a UFO. Right. Or something. Like, like they're milking. They, they, he's not an alien podcast, so he's not milking information for aliens. The right. cream rises to the top with yes. Joe Rogan. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's, I wish there was more people like him. He's pretty hard on guests that have, you know, um, pretty far-fetched things to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ooh, something's going on there. Got a little technical difficulty. Yeah. Hey, Chris is a tech guy. He knows how to take care of that. Yeah. See the volume. Chris is our have, tech guy. It was picking up some kind of uh, frequency. Right. And, feedback. Uh, you'll get feedback on these little. Uh, right. 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 So anyway, what Te- I was techie? Saying, I was saying. <laughs> Go on. I don't remember. Um, but people like. Okay, so there. Joe talking. Rogan's great. Yeah, but the people that he bring on brings on uh, send me down a rabbit hole of pure bliss and joy, and I discover things within a couple hours of listening to this these podcasts that I think would have taken a lot of people a lifetime to understand. And, and some people never get to hear these conversations play out conversations like with who I mentioned before, Graham Hancock, but some of my favorites were like with Duncan Trussell, who was just one of Joe Rogan's comedy friends who turns out to be this like spiritual guru in my life who, who like really just his brain pairs well with how I think and when I see that man succeed I go oh my god all my flaws that I am so worried about like I should be capitalizing on these right like this guy is looked at as probably a nut job to the common person out there but he has millions of people watching him Mm -hmm. this crazy hippie dude who just screams into a microphone and laughs (laughs) and giggles with with one of my favorite podcasters but I've always said this it's not Joe Rogan it's Joe Rogan's questions his Mm -hmm. guests and the yeah that's it yeah the value he adds to my life his show adds to my life is unmatched amen amen God bless you okay that was a good episode (laughs) should we wrap it up I actually did want to talk about this like there's a lot of stuff that we don't get, I don't know, we don't talk about a lot of the stuff that I really want to talk about, and I want that to change, especially in, like, the third season. 
And I think that like one thing that might bring us there is one that we're moving out and yeah. we get, we were going to have our own space finally. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have our own little studio that we can set up and we can sit down and we can even like stream on Twitch and stream on anything. We can start uploading to YouTube, but most importantly, the conversations that we can have can be completely carefree, our own. It's really, it sucks living with your parents. Mm-hmm. It sucks having this little podcast and, and having this like ultimate freedom, but I feel kind of censored because <gasps> my parents are next door. Right. <gasps> what if they hear some naughty things we've been doing? <laughs> we've been up to no good. <laughs> and we're not staying out of trouble. You're not gonna stop. <laughs> a little secret. I've been up to mischief. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I honestly think this, uh, or I know that season three is gonna be unreal. We're gonna have video finally. We're gonna have a setup that we actually enjoy. We're not in this cramped ass room that has no AC. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be like censoring ourselves because we are in somebody else's home. Right. And we're not gonna just talk about everything that we want to talk about. And that's just facts. So if you guys have been with us this far, God bless you, because it's about to get bigger and better. Bigger, better, stronger, faster. Bigger, thicker, wider. Vainier. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) That is enough, sir. (laughs) You brought it there, my man. (sighs) Lots of stresses with moving out, though. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling stressed. It's in one of the uh, top... 10 stressors that humans can face. What's number one? Divorce? I think moving and divorce, or no, it's like selling your home. Or it's like, I think divorce is number one, selling your home, and then moving. It's like all. What about death? I don't know. I don't know the rest of the list. Those are the only things. Some people probably. I feel like. um, I can't imagine planning a, a loved one's funeral. Yeah. Can't imagine that. Especially if you can't afford it, and they didn't, uh, they didn't prepare mm-hmm. at all, which they probably didn't. Like unless you're elderly, you right. didn't think of that shit. Yeah. And uh, fortunately, with most workplaces, you can sign up for a death benefit, which will at least pay for the funeral. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have that? Mm-hmm. Do I have that? You should. If not, you should uh, next time. You have an open enrollment, see if there's something like that. Well, honestly, if I die because my dad works at a morgue, oh. if I die, I get the best of the best. <laughs> so you're going to see me in a golden casket. Yeah, you get like a pearl. <laughs> See-through. With a golden trim. And yeah. <laughs> Roses hanging from. Like, Spinner rims on it. Like when um, Padme died in oh, the yeah. third episode. And she has all of her hair like in flowers. <laughs> That's going to be me. Where's Padme? Your anger killed her. (laughs) Dude, that was one of the cringiest scenes. I know. It's like, ah, finally Darth Vader is here. Yeah. And that's all we get. Like, they redid the the no for that scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Multiple times. So if you watch like the original one, it's even cringier. Jesus. It's like. You should just have him fucking things up with this 
force powers in his lightsaber. You should have had him choke out the Emperor for a minute mm-hmm. and then realize, like, this is the only dude I have now. Mm-hmm. And then just have to let him go. You know? Yeah. Because the Emperor's not... What's the Emperor going to do? <laughs> no, he's Darth Vader now. He doesn't feel anything. He just went undergo <laughs> underwent the most painful surgery known to man. Oh yeah, that's right. With unempathetic robots. <laughs> Hold still. Cauterize here. Yeah, moving out sucks. I was given about a month. That was dope. Yeah. I had a bit of a breakdown over that. <laughs> we can talk about that. And you're like, huh, oh, I've never done this before. Yeah. What do I do again? Yeah. Don't worry, you got Papa here for you. Yeah, I got Daddy Chris here. He's gonna, flower shirt. He's going to wipe my butt. He's going to powder the butt, make it... I'm going to stop. <laughs> All better. Just a little pat-pat. Huggy on. Yeah, it's been a little sc- scary. Uh, but, you know, I'm 25. All right, it's, it's time. Fun. And I definitely wanted to be out a lot earlier. But life kicks you in the balls. It does. That's to be ashamed of around. That's a that's another another thing. If you look at the rent prices in California, no one should be ashamed of living with their parents. Yeah, especially during pandemic times. <clears throat> yeah. If you, you know, yeah, no hate to people living with, older than me living with their parents. I know there's people who are probably in their 40s and 50s who had to, like, all right, my f- house just yeah. is lost. I've known so many people at I have 40 or 50 living with mom and dad still because shit happens, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and like, a lot of countries, third world countries, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. The families live together. They support each other. They help each other. They all live in one house. Right. And like this, it's, it's literal, like, I don't know, white privilege or American privilege or whatever privilege you want. Mm -hmm. It's privilege to be able to like have this kind of setup. Right. And this kind of wealth. And like, I'm lucky that I can go work and make coffee and make what I make, you know, and some people do slave labor and make nothing, just pennies. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. I've kind of harnessed that. I think that like, there's so many excuses you can make, but if you really want something, you'll make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I really, really want, especially so that we can, this is all for like our creative endeavors and like, just to be able to be independent, but also to have a space where we can go and do this and do our music and do my art and just not worry because like even before we knew that we were going to move out you were talking about like hey dude I need to get a place to just go like rent a space to just go and not be at home and have like some sort of quiet Mm -hmm. I was thinking about renting an office that'd be cool but this is even better I think because I have a shower and a bed there An office, I can't. I could spend the night, but I have to shower at the gym, which I was at a point I was willing to do that. But anyway, 
You got to do what you got to do. And who cares what people say about you? I know that I'm probably made fun of a lot behind my back that I don't know about, but I honestly do not care at yeah. all. I do not care at all because I know that the ends will justify these means. And uh, shout out to Gary V for um, really making me feel confident about that because um, he talks about that all the time. Like, if you really want something, you got to do whatever it takes to do it. And yeah. I feel that I'm doing that, just that. I'm sacrificing, sacrificing like, um, dating, having my own place, just so I can live the life that I want to live. Because I don't want to um, fork over so much money to things that are going to just prolong um, my success. Or prolong the road to my success. So what are you saying, like... What do you mean? Like you, you think that living at home is pro prolonging? I think that living at home is, uh, like for me, um, yeah, I'll just keep it short. Living at home is necessary, like to save money. And then you could use that money to invest into the, whatever you're doing for my, in my case, it's investing in, um, music equipment, yeah. which is expensive or, um, other things that are important but if I were to have there's multiple reasons why I moved into my parents house but um, if I would have stayed out there and you know rented on my own um, I would be working two jobs still it would just be insane and yeah luckily if, we were able to build up a little like thing for ourselves you know we got a couple toys and knickknacks and we can go use them at our new place right like it is important to be able to like structure your life again after some sort of like downfall. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I definitely like am happy that I'm moving at the time that I am because I wasn't ready in any other moment of my life. I don't think, you know, I mean, I could have forced it and struggled, but now I'm in a point where like both mentally <clears throat> and financially I can support myself, you know? Mm hmm. And that's really hard, actually, to live in California and be able to do that. You know? Extremely hard. That's, that is really hard. And, like, right now, I, I was talking to you about this earlier, but I have, like, some sort of, like, I don't know, like, cowboy mentality about how I'm living life now. Like, I got, you know, like, in, <clears throat> we talked about how in video games, like, you got your objectives, you got your coins, you got your side quests, and you got your main quest. And, like... I feel like right now, like, I, I'm just, my whole life is kind of like a video game where I'm just, just working and saving for the things that I want. Mm -hmm. And I can see how, like, working and working and working for nothing is just miserable for people. Mm -hmm. But something that I'm very happy about is that no matter what, we've started these crazy cool projects that people like and they're following and they're enjoying and it's not a major following right now, but it's like constantly growing. Right. So where's it going to go once we get more content uh, on the internet, like Twitch and Instagram, I mean, uh, like Instagram live videos and like YouTube videos and all these things that we want to do skits. Mm -hmm. Like I cannot wait. And that's a cool motivator. Like I encourage anybody out there to go start a project just to have something to fall on. Right. And like, 
you got to understand how good one follower is and how good right. that feels. And then what's next? Two. Mm-hmm. Then five. And you're just like, if you look at it in the right way and you, you are really excited about what you're doing, every single person that follows you and likes what you're doing is a blessing. And they start stacking. And when you start diving into projects, you see how possible it is to make that your living too. Um, prior to doing that, you may have a lot of, um, like doubts just because of fear of the fear of the unknown. And you also have environmental, um, or societal, um, pressures keeping you on like the, the, um, the beaten path, the nine to five job and everything. Yeah. But I don't know, once we started podcasting and stuff and making music, I'm realizing like, Hey, this is not impossible to be successful at. This is actually very possible. And if you do it the right way and you put your heart into it, then one day it's just going to be like that and you'll make it. Yeah. Happens all the time. And it just takes one retweet that gets you, you know, 10,000 more followers from those 50. Mm -hmm. One person with 3 million followers retweets your thing, game over. Right. You now have a bunch of people just looking at your stuff, exposing themselves to what you have. Doesn't matter if they follow you then or not. Mm -hmm. If they see you again, it's just like... I don't know. That happens to me all the time. I don't pay much interest in certain things, but they'll start coming back and back and back. And this person's sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, foreign forest, like, uh, this dude makes and has so many albums. And I remember when he first started, you can't see what he is when he first started. Mm-hmm. Like you can see it in him that he has this passion and this drive. But no, never would I have thought that he would have come out to be this massive star that, you know, he's not, he's not massive, but he is massive to me Mm -hmm. and compared to what we're doing. And he's a, he's a great motivator and a, and a, like a true inspiration to how just a normal kid from Bakersfield can just put his life into something and just shit stacks followers stack up on mm-hmm. one of another and like this world we've a lot of us like in my generation as have been taught that like listen bud there's a disney channel all right you're not gonna make it on disney <laughs> okay there's fox network espn you know you're not gonna be an athlete okay there's uh there's movies in hollywood not gonna happen all right the chances are slim to none. But now we live in a world where there's unlimited amounts of money to make, unlimited amounts of success that you right. can pull from. There's no like network of four old greasy white men who are deciding who gets to go on television yeah. and who doesn't based off of who sucks their dick. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need video, dude. I wish I saw what I saw. <laughs> I wish I could see what I do sometimes. <laughs> I want to know what my goofy ass looks like on here. Oh, man. 
Hey, when we get a new, when we get that place, we gotta have a setup like we first had with the desk in the middle. Yeah. Shit. Oh man, that was nice. Surrounded by monitors. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah. Just the glow of screens. I gotta say, when we, we um, at your old old place, that was awesome. Yeah. Like that was really cool. Yeah. And it felt like its own world out there. Mm-hmm. And you had a cool setup. Yeah, like really garage. cool. Yeah, like a garage room. Yeah, I always grew up with like, um, like in my teenage years, we had we always had a house that had a abnormally large room that seemed to be like they blew out a wall oh. and they just built like you know a massive room in there for like a a game room or something. But mm-hmm. I was always given those rooms, which was really cool, and like that that was like. Um, like you remember, I don't know if you've seen Disturbia with Shia LaBeouf, but he had a massive room in that movie where he, he would just like make this, he would play video games and like (laughs) eat Nutella with like peanut butter and like make Twinkie castles. And like, I just (laughs) always wanted Was he on house arrest or something? Yeah. That was a crazy movie, dude. That was a good movie. I really liked Shia LaBeouf and I used to not like him at all. Really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. He just, showed you. He did. He's he, probably a shitty person to be around. I hear um, he's really hard to work with. Mm-hmm. And judging by that video where he's just getting hammered and blazed in that, <laughs> that <laughs> in a car in <laughs> his garage. Yeah, they did. It's like what something I do on my days off. <laughs> a bunch of actors like did this. If you guys don't know what happened, but. A bunch of actors did this like, like a table read or something. Table read and Shia LaBeouf was just blazing the entire time. Everyone was taking it so seriously and like Dane Cook was the host, which was whack because he's like looking shitty right now. Yeah, he looks like a bloated Dane Cook. Anyways, mm, no, he looks like yeah. I don't he looks. Oh, what's that? Yeah, never mind. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Shia LaBeouf was just blazing the whole time. He didn't give a single care in the world as to what like anybody thought. There's you so need many to find people. the video. Whoever's listening out there, find the video. I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't know. I, like even if you didn't watch the whole thing, you've seen like a little clip of it mm-hmm. or a meme. He it got everywhere. But he's just that dude who like he's just like a memer. Mm-hmm. And understands that you gain followers by these weird projects that you do that are just outlandish and quirky. Yeah. I think I just didn't understand that when I started to not like him. He did that weird thing on the green screen where he's like, you gotta just go out and do it! Yeah, just, just do it! I he heard so serious, but why is he on a green screen? It's clearly <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> um... There's a video of him explaining why he did that and how that thing got set up. Oh, okay. And it's funny. Or it's actually more cool than funny. But, like, he just... I think it was just a whim thing. Like, there was a green screen. They weren't planning on doing this. They were just having some sort of, like... They they were supposed to do some sort of project. And he Mm -hmm. just thought of that. It wasn't even that that was what they were going to be doing from the get-go. But he also did this thing where he went out and hitchhiked across 
the United States and would post his location on Twitter and people would come pick him up. That was sketch. Like, you could easily die doing that shit. Yeah. Because there's <laughs> some wackos out there that are just waiting. Right. But he he had... I'm, sh- I'm sure he had, like, his location on and somebody <laughs> monitoring him in case he got in trouble. Uh, aliens? Helicopter flying over. Sounds like an Apache. I oh, know you my know? Co- I know my copters. You're, you know your whirly birds? I know my blades. Oh, do you? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you pull out this big poster that has, like, the silhouettes of all the... How to recognize them in the sky. Yeah. And the little, like, drummer boy snare starts playing. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I'm too sober. (laughs) You know what's going on, everyone? We're participating in Sober October. Regrettably. And the last two days for me have been hell. What is going on, man? My mood swings off the charts. I saw a meme today that described it perfectly. It's uh, Adventure Time with the two main characters walking in a cave. And there's these like demon monster thingies in the background mm-hmm. and it goes uh, when you run out of weed for the week <laughs> and you're left alone with your thoughts and the character's like man I don't remember all these demons being in here that's exactly <laughs> what's going on yeah. you know what it's what I need to go through yeah. it's what I need because I gotta work through it and I can't be relying on marijuana or a glass of wine at night to be hiding it yeah because it it'll, it'll wait there it's very patient it's a sneaky little bugger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weed's a sneaky little bugger. Gotta it's, be careful. It's a good medicine, but... It is. It's meant to be used in a certain way, and I haven't figured out that way yet. <laughs> I think I'm getting the idea. Yeah, I definitely personally need, uh, need it for sleep, because we're on what? This is day five? Mm-hmm. My sleep has, hasn't been horrendous, but like especially last night, it's just, oh, what a beautiful tool to have to ease anxiety of the night. Mm-hmm. You don't have the, you, this is what I don't have when I smoke. I don't have that thing where you go to bed and then the entire day rushes into your head. Yeah. What is that about? Right. That needs to stop now. Like that causes me, you, you feel like you are about to go to bed and you're tired and you're yawning. You lay down, and your eyes don't want to do anything but stay open mm-hmm. and just think right. about the things that you've done wrong or right mm-hmm. throughout the day. You should have done this today. You had plenty of time, but you yeah. decided to sleep in. You Now you got to do it in the morning. And now work starts tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> don't talk about work. I don't even want to think of that. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that's another thing is like, I've, I'm proud of myself for like, there's situations at work that are too much to handle mm-hmm. and you go home and you just can forget if you have a couple glasses of wine or a couple tokes of a bong, it's gone instantly. And you are now a happy individual who can just uh, breathe and no, no. It has forced me to to address my bad moods, though. Yeah. In a way that 
I think is very healthy. Like I've been doing uh, a lot of breathing exercises. I've been meditating for half an hour to an hour a day, mm-hmm. multiple times, like at least, or at most, actually not multiple, just twice a day. And um, in that regard, it's quite helpful. In the moments where my mood is very sour, that's when it's painful. Yeah. But the meditations and dreams that I've been getting lately have been so sweet. Kind of crazy here and there, the dream in regards to dreams. But, ah, uh, man. That's like a common thing, though, the whole dreams. I just didn't realize that um, I think my dreams were being held off as far as, like, what time I started dreaming during the night when I mm-hmm. fell asleep. Because they talk about this with alcohol, how you, um, when you're on, when you, they don't know if this is the case with marijuana, but like when you drink a lot, you start to not dream until the alcohol leaves your system at nighttime. Yeah, it reduces the REM sleep window. And so you, your brain tries to cram dreams in at the last minute. And, um, and so that's why a lot of drunks have crazy dreams is they're just like, experiencing everything the mind wants to know or talk about and know all at once right at the end right when the the alcohol is like gone from the system i don't know if that's happening but i notice that my dreams are long 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 like you said today they last the it seems like they last your entire sleep cycle yeah <clears throat> and you just have these epic journeys throughout the night yeah Pretty cool. Yeah. Sometimes uncomfortable though. Yeah. If it's like a nightmare, like I had a nightmare the other night and that was not fun, but it didn't terrify me like how it would maybe as when I was a kid, I was so scared of nightmares and stuff. Now nightmares are just like, they don't, Yeah. like everything about me knows that it's just a warning or like a, a sign or like something that it's meditation happening. Like forcing meditation to happen, you know? Like, yeah. I think that when you close your eyes and you meditate, we have, I don't know if we've talked about this much, but like meditation has been a baller in my life lately. Totally awesome. But one of the things in meditation is you just try to close your eyes and push all the thoughts out that literally just deny yourself of the thoughts that you would normally think and mm-hmm. receive the thoughts that you might not know are there Mm -hmm. and try to focus on some of these thoughts that you're very confused about. They're not your normal ones. And a lot of those thoughts, um, I don't know, they come and go quick, but like with these dreams, uh, I think my subconscious is kind of doing the same thing. It's letting you know some things in a weird way that need fixing, Mm -hmm. you know? And some dreams might be just whack, whatever, but I don't know. It, it is like a, an extended form of meditation. Like, think of how weird sleep is. Yeah. Like, you just lay there for a bit until you literally go unconscious. Right. Like, what? Why do you need that? You, you would think that a substance would have to make you do that. Yeah. Because that's normally how, like, things work. Why can't you just sit in a chair for a few hours and... Be rested. How come it require you are required to go unconscious? It makes you think that there could definitely be other realms of consciousness. 
Yeah. Where sleep is an easy one to get to, but things like medicate meditation gets you to uh, some other places, some other some other ways of thinking. Have you had any weird experiences while meditating yet? That was disgusting. <laughs> um, I, it's, it's been all weird because I never did ever in my life. Mm-hmm. And then as of recently, it's just been like, for some reason, my, my mind and my body respond to this really well. And I thought it was going to be a nightmare trying to get myself to, like, I was going to have to start square one, like on the piano type thing, like. Oh my God, this is going to be such a journey. I don't even want to start it type of thing. But I think those people might have a little bit of an advantage, you know, like I knew that what I was doing was like real Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to start something and just fake it. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to start to meditate and just sit there and go, Oh, I feel it, Chris. Um, yeah, I'm feeling it hard. I'm like, yeah, I see crazy stuff. Yeah, I've seen colors. Whoa. That's not what I'm about. And if I talk about something that I believe in, it's because I really believe it and that I've like spent my time just trying it myself. Right. And try it. For me, I am the same way and I try and prove it wrong. And that doesn't happen. Well, in the case of meditation. It's proven itself worthy. <sighs> this sober October is crazy. Yeah, you're like a different person. Me? Well, generally speaking. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. No, I can't be this person all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm sure you see my anxiety, my ADHD coming out that has been just suppressed. Mm-hmm. And like... I'm overwhelming for people sometimes. I just feel that way. Yeah. So I try to suppress myself even as a kid. Like, tone it down, Tommy. Don't get too excited. Nobody gets excited about that. I'm like, chill out, dude. (laughs) You need to calm down because everyone's looking at you weird. But I like it. I don't care. Like, Duncan Trussell has inspired me to be this dude that's just like, I don't give a fuck. And, And when I... I know that there's a tool out there to help, you know, Mm -hmm. I know that, that, that things like marijuana, they're there for a reason and they're there for people like me who need it. It may not be there for people like you, not you, but like whoever's listening, it may not be for you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, it's not for them, but a lot of medicines aren't for certain people. Just like, I don't like any prescription medicines. They make, whatever is going on worse mm-hmm. or just dull you out completely. Yeah. So you don't feel anything, but that, but that's, there's that. And then there's the after effect of that, which is more of whatever you had originally. So like, say you're somebody who, and I'm not, I'm not bagging on Adderall, but like from experience myself taking Adderall and from people who take Adderall who I've talked to, They've told me that you become reliant and the person that you are when you're off that drug, it feels like you're an addict Yeah. and that you understand now that you can't really function well without it. And so now you are filling up this prescription for the rest of your life to feel normal again. 
But like, that's why this sober October thing is so good. Because, uh, um, I feel like we can take a pause and like, um, I think that like it shows that marijuana isn't that type of drug mm-hmm. where you are completely reliant to where you're cold sweats and crying and throwing up, throwing up. Yeah. And just having these physical like relapses. I don't know. I've been pretty much the last couple of days. <laughs> it's true. But we keep saying like, imagine if it was this, right? Like imagine if it was alcohol or yeah. Or like cocaine or some sort of major drug. This dude needs to calm down, I swear. Well, he just stuck his face in that little hole in the back. <laughs> it was silly. He's been like nuts, my but, little cat know, over there. <clears throat> when I have when it's really tough though, I just throw my meditation mat down and just do that. And then it goes away. There's remedies. There are remedies. And um, I think it's important to kind of reset your tolerance for marijuana too, because I'm like, when I was first getting into it, when I first started hanging out with you, like I've smoked before that, but like maybe twice a year, <clears throat> but the high you get from that is so much nicer. Mm-hmm. Like when you don't smoke at all and then you finally do, it's so much fun. It's how that. it's supposed to be. Right. And when and you abuse it, you lose it. And when I, I'm already thinking about, okay, when I reintroduce that into my life, I want it to be more ritualized. Yeah. Yeah, ritualized. I don't I know what that means exactly, but I want it... No, that's a good word. I want it to have focus. I want it to be like... Even like coffee, too. I want I want that to be more of a... A ritual that I have, something that's planned for, and I have a like a a routine, and I there's meaning to it. It's not just like a mindless thing I do. Yeah, routine's a bad word because routine is like a mindless action that you're doing that you're used to. Maybe that's not the exact definition of a routine, but that's how I view it. Yeah. But um, I want a meaningful ritual with marijuana, and like caffeine's a good example because I think that caffeine in my experience it damages me in a way that is uh, it's medicinal like the way that caffeine affects me and my heart and the way that like my anxiety reacts to that particular drug it's so negative and like I know that there's not a lot of people like uh, or not everyone's like me and not everyone has the brain chemistry that I have, but that's a powerful thing that people are just chugging down without thought. <laughs> me? <laughs> but like, there's no hate, no hate at all. It's just the same thing we were talking about before. Like we're doing it with a lot of things. You're not right. respecting and understanding yeah. the respect. That's the word. You're not respecting and understanding the power and like the, the tool that you have access to. Yeah. And like now America has all these dispensaries everywhere and like there's coffee shops on every corner and it's just like these drugs are like 
so readily available and it's so encouraged to just keep smoking weed man just keep injecting weed and caffeine until you need to go to the doctor and get some harder just keep doing it man it'll get you by it'll get you by yeah i don't want to get by yeah i'm tired of getting by with like my emotional state Mm -hmm. i do feel like it clears out the cobwebs too what we're doing yeah just clearing out the cobwebs some nice little dust and the, and the demons I'm facing right now are the ones that start to, to show their face right before, like on my third or fourth day without smoking. Yeah. So they, they start to come up. I'm like, all right, need to get weed. Who's, I got to go to the shop or whatever. Yeah. Or buy some from somebody. Um, and then I smoke it and it's gone. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about it. My cat's crying again. <laughs> He's a cat dad, so these are uh, these are real cat dad issues you gotta deal with. Cat dad, he's gonna start crying again. That's okay. We're back. We won't have this in the new apartment, will we? No. They're gonna be indoor for a while. Oh yeah. They gotta be. I don't know if I'll ever let them out because there's so many animals around there. Yeah, I wouldn't. They'd fight. Mm-hmm. These two are com- confident because there's I have two black cats and they're brothers and they're big, and they're just like let's go. Like yeah. if something wants to fight, they don't care. They're like let's go. Bruce has some battle scars. Yeah, Bane's come home with a, a giant hole in his head. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was a literal hole right behind his ear. Just a oh giant, like probably that big. It was like a tooth went into his head. Look at him. Maybe that's why he's brain damaged. <laughs> <laughs> he's so simple. He is a simple guy. But he's... He's like a warrior. Like, if you chose... Like, in Skyrim. If you chose the warrior's path. If you chose the warrior's path in the beginning. Instead of the assassin. Or the thief. Which... That's Bruce Kid. Look at you talking about your cats. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone will like it. I personally love cats. I feel like my personality matches theirs a lot more yeah. than a dog. No hate on dogs, though. Yeah. A dog is a is like a childish pet. Yeah. You need the attention for the attention. Like, mm-hmm. like a kid needs a lot of attention and a dog needs a lot of attention, so they're perfect for each other. But cats, you don't need the attention, and neither do they. And you'll both get it when you both want it right. type of thing. It's like one day they look at you like, hey, bud, we haven't talked in a while. How you doing? <laughs> and then you scratch them for a bit and they're like, okay, all right. Hey, see you later. I wonder who's turning this off right now just because they love dogs. Instead of cats. <laughs> if that's you, shut up. <laughs> shut grow, up. Grow up. Yeah. I'm a cat. I'm a cat person. I'm a dog person. Like, just be a person who likes animals. How about that? Yeah. Sorry, it was a little aggressive. I'm a dog owner. Yeah. <sighs> I think we're gonna make it though. I used to, or I always think of David Blaine when he talks about how like if you can make it halfway, that's the, that at that point you can make it the rest of the way. Like mm-hmm. it's such a relief to make it halfway, but a lot of people just think of the end 
and nothing but the end. Yeah. And that's so discouraging. Like if we think of day 31, starting from day one, you're going to give up. Mm-hmm. But if you think like, you know, if I can get to that halfway point, I think I can make it. And then day 17, you're like, I have only a few more days until day 20. And then it's all down downhill yeah. from there. Another thing too is, this is like a no brainer, but ever since I stopped, my productivity has skyrocketed. Yeah. Like and my motivation for, um, projects and stuff has gone way up. Yeah. Uh, I was in a huge creative block before and I'm still kind of going through one, but I'm still, I'm actually like working on it not just laying on my bed depressed or in my car smoking and yeah. listening to music and trying to find inspiration somehow. Yeah. And Which there's a lot of inspiration from smoking. <laughs> there is. And I, I, that's why I loved it because I'd smoke a little and then just spend hours and hours and hours producing music. Yeah. And now I've, I've gotten in a rut where I'm just smoking a lot and it just numbs me. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything. Yeah. I just get fat and yeah. just bleh, on my bed. It's sneaky. It is sneaky. And uh, there's a quote from Anthony Bourdain who says he says um, every single part of me wants to just wake up, sit on my couch, smoke weed, and play video games. But I do everything I can every single day to not be that person. Yeah. And that's super motivating. You know, that's a dude who loves drugs mm-hmm. and you know had to step back and get away from that for a little bit and then he became a massively famous human being who was extremely successful in the eyes of people who think that that is the way you become successful <laughs> but he's great like his he's a he's a definite hero of mine yeah He's an inspiration. I want to be just like him. Yeah. I was watching the episode where he goes to New Mexico today. That's a cool state. New Mexico? Yeah. Have you seen that I forgot that one. That is a... The, uh, we got to go there and do um, the horse trails. Yeah. Like he, in the episode, he, does, he goes on like a horse trail with this uh, family, and then they go and build a fire and cook like... Uh, chuck wagon food like um, peppers and like like beef just in like a cast iron skillet on yeah. the fire and beans that sounds and, so good oh my god it looks so good it's not just like camper food it's it's like what people in New Mexico eat mm-hmm. and the people he was hanging out with were like direct ancestors to like conquistadors really yeah very cool what and they're playing music and stuff, and oh my god, dude. That's the life to me. I just want to experience other cultures, other ways of life. Yeah. I'm so fascinated by it. I think that, like, growing up in kind of, like, Sacramento's cool, but it's kind of boring. Yeah. And growing up here forces you, or make has made me, like, go out and, or, like, research on what other people do. Like I just... What the heck's going on in Japan? There's a feeling you get. What are you guys doing over there? Japan's crazy. Yeah. But there's like a feeling you get, this massive rush of dopamine. When you're doing something, at least for me, that's so foreign and so different from anything I've done before. Like, you know like when you go to a restaurant and someone's like, hey, you gotta gotta try this. And you're like, 
I've never had that before. Yeah. I always get the country. You've never the you've never had that before? You've never tried that before? And you're like, no. Okay, he's getting that. It's on me. He's getting <laughs> yeah. that. Like that's like, oh, oh, like what's gonna happen? I wonder wonder what person I'll be after this. Like and you are different after yeah. that. You fill your head with all these like crazy wondrous oh man like oh it's a steak that's like a like a a cow from Japan. Oh, I wonder what that yeah. cow did. Like, I wonder where he roamed. And like, you get you fill your head with all these like thoughts and and like things that are probably really false. But it's all just like it's the shit that makes Disney. You know, it's the shit right. that inspires people to make like crazy cool things that um, like maybe that they don't have in their own culture. Mm-hmm like tying different, like we love Japanese music with our Japanese instruments with some of our beats that we make. And yeah. it's just like that kind of thing is, I don't know. I love, I love Anthony Bourdain's show because it's that it's just showing you this dude who's going around being shown the coolest things in life. Right. And it's probably depressing for somebody. And I know that, you know, like obviously he committed suicide and like, He's, uh, he wasn't happy, you know, or maybe manic and, and didn't like his life in that moment. But like, he, uh, like you can see everything and do everything and still want to kill yourself. Right. Which is something that I want to understand before I ever touch any sort of fame. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to be able to have a solid foundation in my own mind. I never want to blow up on anything and not be prepared for it mentally, you right. know, which also like people like Anthony Bourdain and like Joe Rogan, who they were actually good friends. They're really good examples of people who handle fame very well, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't let it fuck with them. But I want to be that type of person, too, if I ever get the opportunity to, like, become any level of famous. I think it's achieving an inner happiness. Like, a, like, if you're happy being alone, Yeah, you can do anything. But not just that. Like, you got to be happy where you are, no yeah. matter what. Because That's what I mean. you'll be in a crowd full of millions of people who are just not millions, but like you'll be in a crowd full of a lot of people who just are disrespecting you and your personal space. And one of the hardest things that I hear about that I would not be able to handle as a famous person is someone coming up to me and expecting something from me. Mm -hmm. Like, like, um, uh, like for instance, um, Tom Segura and, uh, Burt Kreisinger were doing the, the sober October with Ari Shafir and Joe Rogan and they were talking about how people will come up to them in airports and they no longer want just one autograph. They come with stacks of like 30 to 40 pages that they want them to sign. And they're like, this is now work. Mm-hmm. I will sign one, but you are now wanting me to work. And it's like that, that would just, I would lose my fame over that because I would yeah. blow up on somebody in the, <clears throat> in the, airport or something I feel like I would chew them out I feel like you're not a fan you're trying to make money off of of uh, dried ink on a picture yeah right no I'm not gonna do that 
Anybody else want an autograph? I'll autograph for them. You can leave. Yeah. And I wouldn't care if that person got angry. That's what I would do. Uh, yeah, That's if I, I was a famous... <laughs> <laughs> the shampoo bottle's like... <laughs> I'm just like shadow boxing in the... <laughs> in the shower? Yeah. <laughs> the scene cuts to you just crying in the corner in the fetal position. <laughs> My hairy ass. All the all the soap is like spilling on you, all setting up. <laughs> Shivering. Why did you cheat on me? But anyway. something that like going back to the sober October thing. My diligence is through the roof right now. Yeah. Like, if you have a task for me, I will complete it, Christopher. <laughs> if I have a task for myself, I will complete it the moment I think of it. Yeah. And that's not the person I am when I'm right. smoking weed. I love that I'm that person because I want my mind clear of troubles. And something you have to do <clears throat> is a trouble that I want my mind cleared up. Right. And when you smoke the rain, you clear your mind of troubles, mm-hmm. which your troubles are not gone. Right. They're still there. And that's another thing that I want to really like. I, actually, this is this has already helped me in the last few days is, is just, uh, hold on, Bane. You made me forget what I was talking about, man. <laughs> Um, what was I saying? Something you realized in the past few days. You've been really efficient with work, getting things done. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. When you smoke weed, all those problems go away. When yeah. you're not, you just take care of them. Right. I was go- I was leading somewhere with that. It's gone. <laughs> oh, dang. I'm sorry. Dang. That's that little... Little itty ring. Here, I'm going to let this cat out. Let's take a pause break. All right, we're back. So, um, something that we don't normally shout out towards the end of the podcast uh, is our social media, which, honestly, if you guys are listening to this and you could go onto our Instagram at Tom and Topher and send us a message or send us some sort of comment that you're listening, we really want to track, like, who's listening and, mm-hmm. and how many people, because we're getting a rise in followers um, constantly and listeners. And so it's, it started out kind of fun and funny, but now we're kind of like, where's this coming from? You know, we're kind of, we're wanting to track this down. So like, if you don't follow us on Instagram, we're on there. We're on Facebook at Tom and Topher. We're on, um, we're on Twitter. We're on, what else? Uh, all streaming platforms but like if you could check out our social media that would be a huge help alright so thanks to all the all listeners for like following us and sticking with us and chilling with us for the last couple of years because it's been a couple of years now we have years of content on the internet yeah Come which is wild Sorry we haven't been posting too much on our social media either. This has kind of been just like a therapeutic type of thing for us. Where if we need to sit down and podcast, we just do it. Yeah. It's not as like planned out anymore. Yeah. Not as scheduled. Yeah. 
we really wanted a schedule before, but it's just not going to happen with our schedules. Even this episode right here has been very therapeutic. Yeah. I feel so much more calm. I've been able to just talk about my issues. Yeah, and just talk it out, Chris. Just get it out. Just get it out. I want to hear it all. I'm always here if you need to talk. <laughs> that look, dude. <laughs> It's like the psychotic girlfriend look. You have that. Yeah. Like where they look into your soul for a second and then stop. <laughs> like they saw your inner being. <gasps> yeah. It's just for a moment. <laughs> if you're cheating on me, I'll find out. And then they give you that look. <laughs> and you're like, she knows, she knows. <laughs> Or you're like, I'm not cheating on you, but am I? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You're just scanning your brain. <laughs> no. But this is a, this is definitely a very ther- therapeutic thing. Somebody who talks about that a lot is actually Mark Marin. It's one of the f- like one of the first like well-known podcasters out there. Mark Marin's awesome. He has a great show, and he also is a big inspiration for this podcast for me at least. I've never listened to an episode of his. I've listened to a few. Um, his stand-up comedy is doo-doo. I hate it. Really? A lot of people hate it. He's he's like an angry old man on oh. the stage, you know? It's like, bro, this isn't funny. This is just sad. <laughs> like, like, the things you're saying is sad, not the comedy. Right. The things that you talk about, it's like, where's the punchline? <laughs> where's the punchline? Right. It's just sadness. But I guess for some people, that's what they want. But um, also his podcast, I haven't really listened to much of it, but his show is amazing. On Netflix. His show is an inspiration to you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because the show is about him and his podcast. You know? Oh. It's, the show is about he lives in his house and he has guests over. And so the, the stars in each show is like a new famous person who's coming onto his podcast that day. So like he'll have Bill Burr in a show. He'll have like Jim Norton in a show. He'll have, like, uh, Tina Fey in a random show. Like, all of these major celebrities come on the actual show, and they're guests on his podcast as well as his show. So, I don't know. It's like, this this came out, like, way before podcasts were even a popular thing. He was getting popular off this show. So, like, that was just another reason why all these people who are telling us, like, don't make a podcast, it's saturated and stupid. Cream rises to the top, my brother. Yeah. And there's endless content out there. People are always looking for new things. Yeah. Like I, I said, I, I hope, I, I, I wish there was more people like Joe Rogan who, you know, who have the same interests and, like, I'm somebody who has the same interests as he does, and that's why I'm so drawn to him. So hopefully, like, we can provide another outlet that's different from that. Right. But people can still be like, oh, my God, and learn some cool stuff. Because something that we definitely wanted to have on here that we didn't have before was a lot more guests. We do have a lot of guests. Like, you can go back and we have uh, quite a few, especially starting with, like, Francisco Mm -hmm. in the beginning. But, like... Um, I want like real major guests and I have not major as in famous, but major as in content. Like, uh, I know of a lot of really cool professors that I've had, especially the, the John Rush dude, who was my anthropology teacher. This dude writes, uh, he writes books. His name's John Rush. He writes books about, um, 
the sacred mushroom tying in with Christianity and Christmas actually. And this dude, um, he's so knowledgeable and I would just spend hours talking to this man. And there's no reason why we can't like go with the setup we have to his office and yeah. do that for like even 45 minutes, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So guests like him, that'd be amazing. Also, like we've been getting, like having foreign forest and ashes on was so cool. Yeah. And we need to do that again. I know that we're going to be, we got to head out to LA and like, we got to hit up my friend Victor and at least podcast with him and like, um, a few other rappers that I know from out there, but uh, that'd be so cool to go out there and um, do what we did in Bakersfield, but out in LA, we got to set that up. COVID was a mess and ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> really? We yeah. did have that all kind of set up that we were going to go out there and, and get an Airbnb and set up uh, the podcast and have people come and go because of our connects with like foreign forests and ashes. They know a lot of people and, um, and they, they definitely were super hyped after the interview to help us out on that. Mm -hmm. But COVID came along and just fucked us. Fucked a lot of people up. Ruined our plans. Yeah. Ruined a lot of plans for a lot of people. I'm really sorry if, uh, any of you out there, have any loved ones who died or have any plans that were canceled because of this businesses that failed all right i'm sure you guys can hear it but we're struggling to fight this sewer system i don't know what it is the pipes in my house are making noise like crazy and we've had to stop a bunch of times so thank you for stopping by and listening but we're gonna wrap this up because uh it's kind of unbearable so uh like we said check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Let us know you're listening. We're hopefully going to be, like we said, on Twitch, YouTube, all these other streaming platforms soon. We hope to see you guys there. Thanks for stopping by. Have a good night. Love you. God bless you. Angels watch over you.